next guest is a longtime NFL wide receiver, formerly of the Denver Broncos, San Francisco 49ers, and several other teams. And well, welcome back on, Mr. Brandon Lloyd. Brandon, is everything going for you? Things are going well. Yeah, it's been uh, exciting, exciting football season so far. Yeah, <laughs> might as well get get into it. So your Broncos took down. They, they did beat Dallas. For me, Dallas didn't cover for the first time all year against your Broncos, which is nuts to me. What, right. what do you think? Did you see that coming? What, what was your thoughts on the game? I didn't see it coming. I thought, I thought, you know, I thought that was an, an impressive defensive finish in the Washington football game the Denver Broncos had, where it was like, all right, I can, I can see that they have a rush and possibly that they want to move Von Miller at a time where they can get something for him as opposed to uh, him just walking away free. So I, I, I could I could see that move, but then to come in to the Dallas game and then to play more aggressively, I was I was surprised that Dallas didn't have an answer for it. Not necessarily that the the Broncos were able to execute on it, but Dallas didn't have an answer for it. That's what shocked me. I think it was 19 out going into the fourth quarter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I mean, it was a beatdown. They 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 couldn't uh, run the ball. You know, it was also a lot of missed opportunities. The receivers were dropping passes, and and so it was just it just seemed like they were out of sync for for some reason. I don't I don't I don't know. It it looked awkward for the for the Dallas Cowboys just not being able to capitalize on the plays, especially when they were wide open. But what do you think of Tim Patrick? Because finally, I think he's finally getting some recognition. That looked good. It's been looking really good, and especially both of them, uh, Cortland Sutton, Cortland Sutton, and um, and Patrick. It's it's a it's a duo that is impressive. Um, uh, I, th I think they got to figure out how to get them incorporate both of their styles in the game, uh, you know, without throwing you know slip screens, but somehow to get them both incorporated in the game. But those two receivers are are solid. You surprised they move on Miller because every year at the deadline they're like, oh, he might get traded. I'm like, he's not going to get traded. Then yes, this year there were some rumors about some Halloween party or something apparently, and they're like, he, he, he doesn't really fit with this team. So I was glad to see him go. But were you surprised that move? I wasn't surprised. You know, honestly, earlier in the year I would have been packaging him up, pick packaging him up to try to get Aaron Rodgers. I would have been I would have been packaging him up to try to get a quarterback in, into Denver. So uh, to see them move them now, it, like I said, it made sense because they can get something for him versus, you know, next year he walks, you know, for nothing. But they get, you know, a, what, second round pick, a couple second I, round picks. I think they got a, I think they either second or third or third or fourth, but they did pay like 90 percent of his salary for the year. So he's basically playing the Rams aren't in pain. Yeah, it's, right. Yeah. yeah. So this seems like they're trying to do the man a favor. Yeah. You know, do the organization a favor, move on, you know, and, and do it in a ceremonious manner. So, you know, it, it seemed it seemed like a, a, a decent move, but I wasn't shocked by it. Yeah. And then move, moving on with the stuff with Odell Beckham, obviously, as of right now, to my knowledge, with my phone, he hasn't signed with the team um, as a receiver who played for multiple franchises around. What do you think he's looking for to determining his next best fit? You know, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, I know that I can. I can relate to what he was going through uh, in Cleveland, going to a team, signing a blockbuster deal, and then the, the offensive coordinator not figuring out how to get him the ball. 
uh, not figuring out how to um, be put into situations. It was like that for me uh, my last season in San Francisco uh, under Mike McCarthy where, you know, for, for whatever those reasons are, sometimes their organization doesn't want to pay a player, so they won't put a player in a position to where they can uh, uh, make big plays and be put in the position for uh, uh, because of contractual purposes. Um, uh, so what happens are, you know, I would get double teamed, I would be bracketed, and then the, and then the organization wouldn't step up and say, all right, let's uh, put him in motion. Let's, you know, draw up some plays to get him incorporated in the game early on, or, you know, let's figure it out. Instead, they just say, ah, the player's not open. They don't have the, they, they didn't have my back. And so th it's a frustrating, frustrating uh, position to be in as a, as a receiver who's looking to, um, to, 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 to make a mark in the NFL, not only um, competitively, but also contractually. It's like, now you get a big contract. It's like, all right, well, I want, I want to prove my value. I want to prove my worth and then not get an opportunity to do that. I think, so I think the, it's, yeah, yeah I, I think the, the, the next steps, uh, for OBJ, you know, he, he's, he's definitely going to want to be to a contender, but that's like, everyone says, everyone says that. Yeah. So, uh, so what wh what does that mean? Uh, what what does that mean for his his value in the market now? Also, is another thing that I'm that I uh, question because he's no longer a seventy million dollar receiver. So, uh, wh what where does that put him? Um, you know, you got to look at it. It's, it his his career resembles uh, Randy Moss's, where you know the, you know the, his first three four years in the league was just ungodly type of performance and then he goes to Oakland and it's like like yeah. very pedestrian numbers so Odell's in that moment where it's like all right so he goes he can go to another team and then he can if he can uh, get back up to that level of, of performance or close to it he can be a valuable component to a team but he needs to be in an offense where he can be reliable Baker Mayfield couldn't trust him to be where he needed to be. He couldn't trust him to, to catch the ball. They couldn't trust his uh, behavior in the locker room to be um, harmonious with the other teammates. So he just became an untrustworthy player. So therefore, you know, he was the expendable one and not the quarterback. And, and the way the Cleveland uh, Browns rallied around Baker, uh, you know, post Odell and every game without Odell, <laughs> that's a huge point. Uh, shows where uh, the Cleveland Brown team's uh, allegiance lies. Yeah, because I think as fans, we always think, okay, well, this is obviously the best receiver on the team, the quarterback, and he's going to throw to him. And then last night I heard something, and I haven't really heard before, they were talking about Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney. And I'm thinking, all right, well, obviously, Justin Fields, you got Allen Robinson, who's been nowhere to be found all year. And they said before the season, before Fields was named the starter, the only guy he would really that really wanted to practice with them was Darnell Mooney. So a guy that he got a good relationship with, and now you're saying he's the number one option in Chicago. So going at what point in Beckham's tenure in Cleveland did you see that him and Baker just weren't on the same page? Right away. <laughs> right away. And then it was telling the first year when he got injured and Landry stepped up. And then they, they you know, was a thousand-yard receiver. They didn't, they didn't need Odell Beckham any. They didn't need him from the onset. And so I, I, you know, I've seen, I saw this coming the the entire tenure at the Cleveland Browns. So I think it's this next move is going to be interesting. 
you know, obviously, <laughs> you know, I'm a Josh McDaniels fan. I'd like to see him in New England. I think that uh, he's the missing piece as far as uh, getting Mac Jones to have that um, uh, big play component to his game. Like that's the that's the key. If, if they can get him to uh, New England to, to play there, I think that would be a, a good stop. And then second, the Kansas City Chiefs, because there's that element of freestyling uh, that that Mahomes likes to play. And that that backyard style that uh, Odell is is good at getting the ball in his hands and having a lot of free space. It it'd take a lot of pressure off of the double teams on uh, Tyreek and the brackets on Kelsey. Like that that would be an, an additional component, and then hopefully would allow would free up some some space. But I think if they bring Odell to Kansas City, then they'll really need to be able to run the ball more. But um, but I like Kansas City as the as the second destination. What do you think? Uh, I know the, the the favorite this morning was um, Seattle. What do you think he would be fine being the third option? No, no, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, and I know, and this and this is always the 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 NFL front office are licking their chops right now because they're thinking they're getting a, a a star player out of the bargain bin, right? But the guy has the star player mentality. He is not a bargain bin player yet, not yet. Uh, so the way they're looking at him is, well, we don't have to pay him a lot of money, and you know, hopefully, you know, we can get some product productivity out of him this year. You know, whatever happens next year is, is not on them. But you know, Odell's looking for a long term contract. He's fishing that out. That's probably what's going to drag this on. He's probably looking for a three or four year deal. He's probably, you know, asking for seven, eight million dollars a year, right? You know, probably more. And so that's the thing that is gonna, you know, when a when a player is is leaving a blockbuster deal, it's the questions are not where do you want to land, but what are you willing to play for? How much money are you willing to play for to redeem your career? Yeah. That's the questions that um, that. Uh, Odell needs to be asking himself in the mirror, like by himself, like how much am I willing to play for to redeem my career, to put myself back in position to where uh, people see me as the uh, uh, worthy of a blockbuster contract. Do you think right now he's just, he, he's, he wants to go to a place that has an established, an established one. And he said, I'll be the two. And then you'll see on the field that I'm, I'm really the one. Or do you think he's going into it? The mindset I want to be Robin. You mean the Batman? He wants to be the Batman, or yeah, he, well, he, or like right now he's. I mean, no, he, he, in his mind he does, but they want him to be Robin. Do you think that could be something that maybe he says, "You know, I'm not going there." The and you know, I, and and I don't know what's going on in his mind, but all the all the all the Batman and Robins are taken this year. This is late in the season. I mean, Green all Bay, the, Green Bay doesn't really have one for receivers. Well, they don't have a. They don't have a. Uh, the Robin, the, sec the, yeah. the number two wide receiver. Yeah. Right. And, and, but at the same time, they're clicking without it. And, and, and so at this point in the year, it's like, do we want to mess up our chemistry to add this guy in? You know, we already have issues with uh, Rogers, you know, and not only the contract, but the, the unvaccinated status and then just his, you know, 
nonchalant attitude towards he's an asshole organization yeah and football yeah <laughs> he's been an he's asshole, an asshole. <laughs> yeah and 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 then you want to add Odell Beckham into that? Uh-uh. I'm st- I would stay away from that. That does not sound like a good recipe um, for success because he's not a Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers is not a Tom Brady. Tom Brady has more of a, a disposition to, to take in the stray, stray dogs and cats and then and work with them and incorporate them into the off and into the offense, make them feel like they belong, and then put the ball right in the breadbasket to where they just show up and make the plays, right? Yeah. And but uh, thinking about Tampa, all the spots are filled. You you know, imagine you know. You don't think he'd want to be like number like number three? Do you think do you think a ring is important enough to him that he'd go there and be the third guy? I don't see that. I, I just do not see that in his personality. Yeah, because he's a competitor. Because he's 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 always been the number. It's, it's interesting. I, I no, think it's, it's beyond competitor. Everyone really. Everyone's yeah. a competitor. The long snappers are competitor. The kickers are competitor. It's 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 beyond competitiveness and it's 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 egotistical, and and all the all the players in the NFL have healthy egos, and and so it's beyond the competitive nature. It's about me and what what how I look and my career and what I can do. And, and, and that's the conflict that's going on at this stage in this season, at this stage in his career, and, um, and, and then the direction to where, you know, the, what the decisions are going to be made of. You know, what is his agent saying to him? Yeah. You know, what, you know, what is the agent not relaying to him about what the other teams are, are saying about him, right, in order to protect him? So uh, there's just a lot, of, lot of, a lot at play here. Yeah, no, it's, it's – and with um... – so I saw something a couple weeks ago. He said they kind of got swept under the rug. But I'm curious. I've heard some people are like, yeah, it's no big deal. Apparently he's had a torn labrum since 2011. Have you heard receivers playing through that for that long? Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't affect you, it? Affect you? Yeah, it, 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 affect, um, it affect range of motion, you know, reaching up, uh, reaching out. It's going to affect the way uh, you play with contact. He's been a physical receiver his entire career. He's he's played with physicality and been willing to go in and run after the catch. That's going to take away from that. Your the the willingness to run after the catch, knowing you're going to have to dip the shoulder and break tackles, it's going to take it takes away a lot. Uh, you know, playing with a, an upper body injury. Yeah. Do Do you think he has the same burst and athleticism he had a couple of years ago? Because I haven't really seen it since he got to Cleveland. He doesn't. He doesn't. Not since the injury. No. Yeah, I, I think the, the – but there's also an element of he's pressing. He's like he's, he's pressing to, to make a play. There's like so much pressure on him to, to catch and do something spectacular. I know that uh, I've been in those situations where it's like so much pressure to, to catch, do something spectacular. That's like you don't catch the ball. I, I wouldn't catch the ball clean. Bobble the, bobble the pass or, you know, it just – it's just – the psychological elements, the things that get into a receiver's head when uh, we're under this type of pressure to perform, to be a number one or the number two or um, <clears throat> uh, get to the Pro Bowl or, you know, get 100 yards. It's just it's a lot of pressure that goes through that. And then add on top an upper body injury, uh, add on top of that a, 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 a lower body injury, a major lower body injury recovery. I mean, it, there's there's a lot of factors at play to where um, organizations are looking at him as a discount player. He's a, he's a bargain player. He's not 
the same player. And those are the things that probably he's being shielded from in order to keep his ego high so he can go out and perform. But, um, you know, they're, 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 you know, a million and a half minus a million and a half. What else is injured on him? Minus a million and a half. What else is, you know, a couple, a couple of those strikes and you get down to playing for league minimum. No, yeah, that's wild. Because it's wild, just like the fall from grace from where he was a couple of years ago. So now I never thought I'd see Beckham Jr. on a waiver wire in my lifetime, unless he was his, he was retiring or getting cut and signing a one day contract. Now it's crazy. I, I, I want to uh, float somebody I saw uh, the other day. Obviously, there was all this horrible news going on with the Raiders. Right. Um, do you think it's just guys being stupid, or do you think Vegas is like that being around is contributing to bad decisions? I think it's just guys being stupid The you know, we haven't had any major incidents this year. I was actually a couple of weeks ago prior to this. I was like, man, this has been a clean season. Yeah. Like just not remember Bishop drama. Sycamore. That was two months ago. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, no. you know, so I was, was kind of like, oh, it's been a, a decent season, <laughs> you know, because my rookie season, 2003, it was just, I don't know if you ever. No, I don't remember. Up. <laughs> oh, what happened bad. i mean it's just um you know probably a dozen off the field alcohol related drug related gun related incidences um uh in the first half of the season you know wow. it was just brutal time period to to be in the nfl and and i feel like the the league has done a pretty good job with the image and then just remind the players you know who they are where they stand social media and how that um how that can uh how that should shape the way that they interact with the world so i think um this uh horrible incident uh in las vegas is a just an isolated incident of a of a player being stupid and yeah. and and i would point it more towards uh the organization as a whole you know you know there's a lot of turmoil going on with that organization with uh with gruden and yeah. I, I, I would point more towards that's an organizational issue as opposed to um, uh, NFL player issue. Yeah, because with, with, with the DUIs in the NFL, did, 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 did any teams you ever show up to, did they ever say, hey, like, if you ever need a ride any time of day, anywhere you are, we'll come and get you? Was that something they, they presented to you guys? Of course, of course, yes. I mean, so why don't guys I take mean, advantage of it? Well, back in the day, back in the day before yeah. Uber, we had well, or before, yeah, but now I'm sure they're still doing it. No, we had yeah. limousines and taxi cabs and 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 dedicated drivers we get a card and we put it in our wallet and we can use it but you know it, you know before uber I, I rode around with a limousine and a bodyguard all the time <laughs> people was that what was that like who's he think he is <laughs> really yeah they had lim- but, that's pretty cool but, okay, but it was but it was important because i i knew when i went out i was gonna yeah. drink I yeah. was gonna... hold on right quick yeah Sorry about that. You said the team limousine that was free access. You could just take take advantage of whatever you needed. You could take advantage of it whenever you need. It. I I never what? I never I never. But this is this is so like old school. You don't think they have it anymore? I, I'm sure that there's Uber codes that or interns or interns will pick you up or something like that. I don't know what they have, but I know that all the players in the NFL who can afford to go out. And and have a night out on the town, can afford a twenty-five or forty-dollar Uber ride home. Yeah, 
No. So, and, and so, and I, and, and like I said, and that's why I just classify that as just players being stupid. It was just, it was a stupid, horrific decision that that young man made. And yeah. it, it cost a young lady her life and a, a, a dog, yeah. you know, it's life. And that was horrible. And yeah. I think it, it just, that's just a player being stupid, making a stupid decision or, or just think, a, a person. Yeah. Do you think the Raiders are going to be able to hold it together with that and Gruden? And I, I don't know if you saw Arnett got cut. He did some stupid shit on IG live the other day. He was carrying like a, carrying a gun, threatening to kill somebody. He got cut. So they lost two first round picks in the same class in the span of eight days. The coach is gone. They get some 61 year old coaches never coached before. Shit's hitting the fan. Do you, and the, but somehow they're still first in the division. Right. It's just, you know, how long can they hang on to that for? <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, are the, you know, will the Chiefs, will the Chiefs bounce back and, uh, and, and be a, a, a factor? Can the Broncos step up and, and fill that void? Right. I mean, uh, we'll see. We'll hunt. see about, we'll see about Five the Broncos. Four, they're in the hunt. So, you know, you know, I think that's what you were hearing when you're hearing Derek Carr putting the blame on himself. What could I have done? What can I do? You know, you know, this is like the time period where there's like the player only meetings are probably happening where it's like, who the heck are the leaders? Where are y'all at? Yeah. What can you possibly say to keep this together? And, and it's a tough point. I think the Raiders are going to go on a, a, a slide, a, a backward slide. And, and, and these are the things that as a, as a player and as a player on a team in that division, other than the Las Vegas Raiders, you're kind of like, all right, this, you know, unfortunately that this is happening to them but fortunately for us we can step in and 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 fill that number one spot yeah and luckily for them they've got a national tv game on sunday night playing against the kansas city chiefs so i'm sure they won't talk about any of that stuff um no it's yeah it's, no. it's insane and i want, I want to ask about um uh, uh brady with tampa they've been the steadiest team all year i don't know how they lost to simeon was that was it Simeon or Jameis played the, the Jameis got hurt midway through? Yeah, they lost. Yeah, they so lost Simeon, him. they lost to Simeon. I can't even spell right. Simeon. Um, <laughs> do you think Tampa is just kind of a hiccup? Brady's not played well against New Orleans, but do you think they're they've been kind of most the most reliable team all year? Because all the contenders in the league, you look at the Rams the other night, the Chiefs sucked. Bill scored six points on Sunday. I think Tampa's been like the only measure of consistency. Yeah, the only measure of consistency. It's just, you know. Uh, Tom needs a, a consistent defense. <laughs> you know, if the if the defense can hold and make stops, you know, he he can perform. The, he's going to put, like I said, he's going to put the ball in the bread basket, right where the players need. the The run game has been awesome for for Tampa. You know, you know the passing out of the backfield. It's just it's just a dynamic offense that Tom runs. So I I think if they can keep keep up their uh, defensive play and and even get scores on defense or special teams try to find somewhere else where you could generate uh, big changes of field position that's how that's how tom uh uh and the tampa bay buccaneers are going to you know continue to be consistent who do you think is the best team in football right now besides them uh arizona you think kyler can stay healthy the whole year um, right. I, I, I don't think he can, but, um, I, I like, um, 
Tampa, you know, like you said, last week was just so strange, you know, especially with yeah. you know, the Bills. It was Josh Allen, Zach and Josh Allen just fucked everything up in the whole league. Like, <laughs> I said to somebody, I said somebody, the space time continuum snapped when that <laughs> shit happened. So it was, I lost all my, almost all my bets. I was really like, all right, your Broncos. I had Gallus nine and a half. That wasn't even coming close, even though Dak had two touchdowns to a guy I've never heard of in the end fourth quarter. Um, Cincy sucks again. They're now in fourth in the AFC North, which is insane. And then um, what was up with LA Rams looking like crap? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I what, what do you think of the Titans? Because he lost Derrick Henry, who's 90% of the offense. Mm-hmm. Adrian Peterson comes in off the street. He had like 50 yards. He, he literally, like the first play of the game, literally came in off of the, what did he play like a year? He had like four yards. I'm literally like, all right, this dude's gonna be playing until he's 60. So, what do you, what do you think of the Titans? I, I think the Titans are in it too. I, I, like I said, I think it's just been an exciting football year. Uh, you know, just with the, the the performance of the teams, and then just the the new players. That you know, the new players look awesome. The quarterback play is better than it's been in a, in a long, long time. Not in and, DC, but around the league, yes. Yeah, around the league, yes. And around the league, exactly. Not in DC. <laughs> Around the league, it's been it's, the quarterback play has just been good to look at, and the defense. You know, defenses have just been kicking butt this year. Um, so, yeah, I, I, you know, I guess I'll, you know, late in the season, it's just going to change. You know, because who knows where Seattle's going to, you know, kind of squirt in there. Uh, you know, if St. Louis can't, or St. Louis, if uh, Arizona can't stay in stay in the mix so it's exciting yeah i've been keeping my eye on the colts obviously they've been playing a lot of primetime games which Mm. has obviously influenced my decision but like only sub 500 team that's six and three against the spread right now which is incredible wentz is not throwing picks even though he's still doing this crazy shit on Mm. to 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 get a yard even though he's got Pittman out there i think that's the perfect spot for beckham is the colts really Pittman can you make him a number two they're they're still going to probably try to double odell you got Pittman out there, a bunch of receivers I've never heard of. There's one guy, there's one guy is like a D3 guy's football program at college, which is not even there anymore. I'm like, all right, this guy, the last of his kind. But like, no, like I think the like, culture, like it's not a sexy option. It's like they're they're fighting for the wild card because I don't think they can win the division right now since they lost both games to Tennessee. But like T.Y. Hilton, hang it up, bro. Like you're getting killed every week. I'm literally like, who's on the ground? Oh, it's 13. I'm like, come on, man. What's going on? He like hurt his neck. He's getting concussed. I'm really like, bro, when luck went out, you guys should have just said, all right, this is, we're a package deal. I'll see you guys. You can, you can retire my number in four years. T.Y., what are you still doing, bro? Um, No, but like they, they, they're an exciting team. The defense is kind of, kind of gets uh, quirky kind of defense. Um, They played exceptionally well. You got, uh, Darius Leonard is the best, in my opinion, is one of the, probably the best overall linebacker in, in the game, if not top five. The Forrest Buckner still hasn't come on. Quiddy Pay is fantastic. The rookie all around, they've got some really good options, but nobody's really talking about them because they're three, they're what are they, four and five? You give them a give them a real receiver. Give them a real receiver. See what happens. Yeah, not not Odell. I mean, you know, especially going into this situation, going into uh the situation, I mean, going into uh free agent situation where he gets to make they have money they can pay but they the quarterback i know that's a huge you know red flag for that organization is the quarterback and who's the backup quarterback and because you know carson wench is like on the bubble (laughs) you know he's 
a couple mistakes away from being benched. And so that's just the last situation I would want to go into as a receiver into that situation, knowing I'm a B double team with no a bunch of no names on the roster. And, and it, I think it'd be another miserable situation at this point uh, with this much left in the season. Um, you know, he, he's banked a few, you know, three, $4 million, whatever the deal was, you know, extra money. You know, now it's just more about getting in a position to try to get around a good quarterback, a team that has, you know, a little like a little bit of a window for a potential of a long term, you know, three or four years. What I mean by long term, three or four year extension on top of that and and trying to get into the playoffs. Yeah. And then before I let you go, I want to ask you, I asked you earlier, earlier today and you, I didn't realize. So it was announced today that Frank Gore. He's going to be boxing Darren Williams, former Jazz Net star. And, and I didn't realize that. Illini. I didn't realize. So you were there at the same time as Darren? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's wild. So did you, yeah. did you see this in his future? Because he's been off the grid past couple. I remember, like, he was always, like, a free agent on 2K. I remember he was on – I think he was on Cleveland, like, towards the end of LeBron's tenure there. But I didn't know he got in, he was getting into boxing. And Frank Gore, Frank Gore, I feel like – I thought he was still in the league. But who, who do you like in this fight? Did you, did you see this in either of their futures? I and I agree with you. I, I feel the exact same way you felt. I I, I thought uh, D. Ron was doing more golfing than he was boxing, and because um, I'd hear his name come up in in my friend circles, like, oh, I was golfing with D. Ron in Dallas last weekend, <laughs> you know. So I thought he was playing more golf uh, than than uh, MMA fighting. But apparently, he has an MMA gym, and he's been, you know, you know. Fighting, I, I, Gore, I didn't know was a boxer. I, I, you know, I've never seen him fight. I've never seen uh, D. Ron fight. I never heard of this. I think that, you know, and and I'm a fan of this. You know, what do you call this? Um, I don't, I don't know. Prize I don't fighting know. is it even? I know Sean, Sean Merriman has his own league, and there's a lot of former athletes that have kind of like hit in the second their second uh, career is trying to get into bikes. But this is this is something separate. This is just. Um, it's on Showtime, so it's not like it's some small thing. It's gonna be a big no. thing. Right. Um, and I think they're doing it in Tampa, but like I saw, I saw some video of um, Gore kind of just sparring around the ring. He's jacked. Like you don't, you don't, you don't become the third time all time leading rusher. You you can't take a punch. So like, right. I don't know what, what what Williams is thinking. Well, but the the other component to this exactly. Yeah, uh, Frank Gore, sixteen years. At running back, when you know the yeah. most of the running backs are playing two and three years, three and two, three, four years, yeah. and that's it. Sixteen years, I think uh, Gore has incredible stamina as a football player. I, I don't know what what, is, what he's going to be as a boxer, but you know, four rounds. I think they just make him go twelve. Four is bullshit. Four is like yeah. you, you sit there all you wait there for two hours and they're out there for fifteen minutes just kind of dancing around. Yeah. Nobody's getting hit. But no, it should be a slugfest. But the other part about this is Deron's six three. He's huge. Oh, I didn't realize he's that tall. Yeah, he's 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 a big man. So if he's been training, uh, you know, for fighting and not for basketball, I, I think it's going to be a, a, a tough fight for Frank. <laughs> yeah, and and so. Um, I'll pick I'll pick Deron in the in the in the fight, but you know I do like you know this you know prize yeah. fighting where these guys can you know get up and, and fight. I think it makes for good television. I, I think it's entertaining. I think what Logan Paul is is bring, bringing to 
boxing. It's yeah. actually bringing, although it's not technical boxing. Oh, no. It's yeah, still no, boxing. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're, it's still they're still trying to beat fighting. the shit out of each other, regardless if they've got the technique or not. So, I, so I think it's good television. So, yeah, I, no. I, I like it. Um, and, and I'll tune into this one, you know, yeah. I think it's kind of like when people, when I see someone, you know, that, you know, I had an attachment to, yeah. you know, or someone that I followed or as a fan of, I'd be more inclined to tune in to see what happens. And, and maybe yeah. it's probably because I want to see someone get knocked out, but you know, it's just like every boxing match, not even knocked out. I just, just hit like if I, if, if just to see like if, if Gore gets dropped, that's, that's the number one highlight on Twitter. For the night, regardless of what's going on, like Frank Gore just got rocked by dude. Uh, it's it's. Are there any guys you played with or that played when you're in your time in the league that you think would be would would excel in this uh, field? Yeah, I would. I would like to see Anquan Bolden. He's not doing that. You think so? He's got the, the foundation doing all this good, and he's out there on Saturday night just clocking some dude. Oh yeah, like Bolden. Bolden that. would mess some dude. That's a, I just name. I, I, I would like. I would like to see uh, Anquan Bolden, and um, and maybe uh, maybe maybe Patrick Willis or something like that. <laughs> Patrick Willis is coming for, coming for you. No, that that <laughs> you not, couldn't not pay me. Each other, you, but just oh, I know, but you know, couldn't pay me. It to get in the ring Patrick Willis. That no, dude would no. knock you into next week. Because <laughs> I've seen him. He, said, he Sometimes he goes to the Ole Miss games. And he is still like, he looks like he's still playing. I mean, he got a league at like, what, 29? He, no, who uh, I think Brian Cushing would kill somebody. Like, if you put him in the, put him in the ring, Brian Cushing would be like, get, get off him. He's not breathing. But um, no, nah, there, there's some guys. It'd be one of the guys. What about Big Ben after his career? Like, what else is he going to do? You know, Big Ben's going to do, but if Big Ben got into boxing, that'd be must-see TV anytime. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's what? Nah, it's wild. No, it's, it's, it, it look, because I know what Pac-Man was doing one a couple months ago, and I was like, I'm in. I'm like, I don't know who's fighting. Nobody got knocked out. And it's fucking Pac-Man Jones. Like, you're watching that shit. Yeah, he fought. He boxed uh, some, it was the, the Barstool ones. But yeah, like that kind of thing, it's, it's always interesting. No, but it's, I'm always trying to think like, I don't know. Yeah, Pac Pac-Man's a good one because he's always getting into shit. Did you ever get into it with you or talking shit to you when you when you matched up against you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Pac-Man's legendary, legendary trash talker. I think it was um he was always always a tough player to go against because he was um he was he just played so cheaply. He's like <laughs> it was just so his conduct was so unsportsmanlike. You know, it's just like he's like you know, hitting you in the dick. He's like punching you on the ribs it's just like he's pulling your jersey grabbing you grabbing your your uh waist and it's just it, it, it's frustrating because then the refs aren't seeing it or if the ball is going the other way and so the things that he would do on the field would deter the quarterback from wanting to throw to him and yeah. so it, you know it just it made him a really uh formidable opponent yeah and one more former bangle could jump in perfect perfect might be pretty good at that he loves slip yeah so i don't know what he's doing because he was in the league like two years ago and now uh, i think he was on the raiders he might have been the raiders last year i don't remember no it's it's nuts are there any games this weekend you got dry on no i think we got <laughs> seattle green bay should be good if rogers can clear protocols um washington's gonna get their ass to san Antonio by tampa so that's a that's a good one um yeah, it's that's. I think the Rams are Rams are playing Niners on Monday night. But yeah, but last yesterday, past week's games were brutal. It was brutal, but no, it's it's wild. And with the Broncos, do you, you think Teddy's gonna be back next year? 
I think Teddy's going to be back next year because he's a, a George Patton's hire, you know, from Minnesota. So as long as the GM's there, he knows he can trust Teddy. And it's an interim position. You know, it's not a franchise position. And until the Broncos get the front office, the ownership situation sorted out, no quarterback is going to want to play on this team until that's sorted out. And then they'll start being able to get in the hunt for good quarterbacks. But I think there's just been a good shuffle. There's been a, you know, the, the deck has been shuffled as far as, you know, you know, how I visualize it to where quarterbacks are. And then now it's kind of settling. Like, who are the pretenders? Who are the contenders? You know, people thought Dalton was, you know, the next coming. And, you know, you know, you know it's just it's, it's settling out on who's, who the quarterbacks are. I think, you know, another another couple drafts will, you know, it'll start revealing itself. Who's going to be a good uh, free agent uh, candidate and free agent targets for franchise quarterbacks. But at, at this point, I, I think Teddy's a, a, a solid, trustworthy quarterback for the Denver Broncos. And the, the running game is spot on. Devontae Williams is really good. Oh, he's amazing. He's he's one of my favorite uh, ball carriers. I mean, just his ability to break tackles. But yeah, I think he's can, broken more tackles than any other running back in football. Yeah, I mean, if they can, and they're in a, in a committee, and it's not even just his backfield. He's sharing it with Melvin Gordon, right? And Gordon's looking fresh. So it's like if they can maintain that run game, uh, and I'm a receiver, I want to see them incorporate those two wide receivers a little bit more in the pass game. But um, but I just like the way Teddy manages the game. I like the way the coordination is calling the game i just like the way the game is being called and managed except for the end of that washington game it was just bonehead you know who knows what the heck was going on with that but that's every I, game that's why that's every washington game yeah <laughs> but i you know I, I like the way that the games are being called from the coordination position and i like uh teddy as a trustworthy interim quarterback did you catch any of the game last night with that crazy taunting penalty i did what, what do you think is the reason behind this? Like, obviously you want to cut down on, I guess, guys potentially getting into with each other, but like in a game in deciding play like that, a guy who's fought his whole life to make that one play. And then you're just like, all right, 15 yards. Like what, what is the value? You know, and, and here's the difference. What they're seeing, what Mike Tomlin's coaching his players to do. Tomlin said he likes the rule. No, no, no. Listen, what, Tomlin is saying, here's what he's coaching his players to do. Act like you've been there. Act like you've been there. You make a play, make a sack, celebrate with your team, get your tail to the sideline. There's still a game to play. There's, there's, there's no reason for all that strutting and posturing around the field. It's tacky. It, it's, it looks lame. And it's just a horrible example. I think that I'm just adding that on. It's a horrible example. That's what the taunting rule is. It's a horrible example. Haven't they been the league enough to allow turnovers to run into the end zone and celebrate for three, four, five minutes? Like that is just it's to me. It's like all right, a turnover. Yes, give the defense um, you know some light to celebrate like a touchdown because they don't have that you know unless they score a touchdown. So great. But isn't now you want to let the you want the players to be strutting around the field and posturing on the sidelines on top of that? I, I think I think that that I think the flag should have been thrown sooner. 
I think the official was in the wrong for, you know, bumping into the guy on purpose. He said, he said that wasn't why. He said apparently, well, the daddy, that had like one, one he kind of looked over the sideline. So I was like, I don't really care. He did a karate kick, which was wild. Apparently, does that, that guy awesome. does it all. I thought that was yeah. awesome. Celebration. Yeah. <laughs> you should, you should get five yards the karate kick. But that's how, that's how I make football better. Vote me as commish. But uh, that was great. And then the official was kind of like bumped into him. And I'm like, what yeah, are you I doing? thought that was, yeah, I think the official should be reprimanded for that. I thought that was silly on the official's part. But so, you know, was the official trying to say that he, the player ran into him and so he's throwing a taunting flag? Or was the penalty based on the actions of the player after he sacked the quarterback and celebrated, which is completely legal, but then the further walk towards the sideline and then whatever the posturing was towards that, the flag should have been thrown during that time period, not after contact with the referee. Do you think you should, you should get a warning or do you think it should just be taunting on the first instance? Taunting on the first instance. Do you think that this rule is going to come up during a vital moment, one of these playoff games in a couple of weeks and people are going to lose their mind? It should. And, and, and that's the point. And that's what comes down to coaching and discipline and the maturity of a football team. There's just no place for that. It's just celebrate with your team. Go on the sideline, put a put a, a big hip hop chain on, celebrate turnovers, you know, do what you got to do, you know, but let the game go on, you know, have your moment to celebrate, have your, you know, time to let your ego shine, but move on, it, move on. So it just comes down to coaching and um, and the taunting penalty is, is similar to um, uh, unnecessary roughness, you know, helmet to helmet contact. You know, it's just being under control, being under uh, emotional control, or, you know, the second player gets the penalty in, in those uh, in those kind of instances. So it's just kind of like it's, it's kind of come down to coaching. So yeah. if, uh, if that happens to a team and a critical moment in the game, it's not the official's fault. It's the player's fault and the coach's fault for, for not coaching those moments. No, it was great. But Fields looked great last night. I think Bears fans, even regardless of the loss, like you got to be like, oh, you got you got someone like you. Yeah. Like, yeah. But you, his his body language just bothers me. Really? I mean, he, he looks like a player that's in a shitty organization. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, he's not wrong. No, but no, no, no. He's not excited about that team. And and it's just and it's a, he's just. And it's Why do you so think that great. is? because it's a shitty organization, <laughs> you know, he's, he's so talented and like freakishly good, but it's just the, is it, I don't know if, is it the play calling? Is it? Coach, there's the is no play calling. I think that 90 year old woman is every game is calling the plays. I know. McCaskey. Is, it, is it the defense? Is it, you know, the special teams Not you know, he's just, he just looks like a dejected player out there and he's just, he's not excited. He's not, chatting chat you know chatterbox you know encouraging motivating it's just you know every time he's on tv his arms are folded and his, he's got a long face so um it it just it, it's it's sad to see him in that situation for such a talented yeah. player so i've heard that a lot of times like you guys go into the sunday they've got like 25 scripted plays and from there on out they're just kind of just coming up with sort of the fly and for the bears it feels like every one of those 25 scripted plays is a three-yard pass on third and four um the second, fourth quarter, they were airing it out, and it was actually exciting. Why? Why do you think we're not seeing that the entire game? Because you have to have some. You have to have a run game. 
And, and I mean, Montgomery and, was good. And they got the kid with right. six toes from Virginia Tech. He's pretty good. Herbert, which is fucking wild. But mm-hmm. it, you think you think that you think that's what it is? Or you think they're kind of just they're they're holding him back? With, I, the last thing you want to do is to commit to bringing a rookie quarterback in and commit to throwing the ball 40, 45, 50 times a game. It's just not that is not good business. This is not how you want to um, grow your quarterback in the National Football League. So they have to try to commit to some form of a running game. And then when it comes down to crunch time and then they're throwing the ball, yeah, it's course because it's crunch time. And so the, 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 the play elevates to the moment. But to start the game off trying to throw like that is a recipe for disaster. It's incredible because I'm pretty sure they had they probably had more yards on offense in the fourth quarter than they did in the first three combined, and I don't understand why they were going for the field. There's like like sixteen nothing. Like oh yeah, we'll go for the field goal. I'm like why? You gonna get four five more of them? Like they're like what are you? They're like go for it. Did you, did you use a form player always say go for it, go for it? Or you're just like all right, this is the safe. This is the safe decision. <laughs> you, I'm from the era where they are kicking field goals all the time. You must have drove uh, you guys nuts. I don't know. I don't know how you, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Yeah, nowadays I think you, I, I think you go for it. Every you know, time, it's just I, more aggressive, yeah. aggressive style of play. Go for it. I don't think I've ever kicked or punted in Madden in my lifetime, ever. Regardless never. of where the ball, ever, ever. I'm gonna like, we can get it, Madden. we can get it. Yeah, never, never compare your game of Madden to the NFL. I, I mean, it'd be cool. <laughs> it'd be cool. It'd just like, just go. Like, if, if, if all right, if you're on your own between your own goal line and the thirty, punt. If not. Go for it. Like, I'm just like, just go for it. And if, if one yard, you can get one yard. I'm always like, all right, these coordinators should have one play in the back of their mind that they save for this insane fourth down attempt in every game. And if you don't, you're missing something. But it's, I'm always like, just go for it. Just go for it. It's, it's insane to me. And then you have like the guys when they're down, they're getting blanked 30 nothing and they get, they get that, oh, that pity score at the end. All right, that's fair. But when you're in it, I don't understand it. What are you going to feel goal for? It's, hmm. like, it was crazy. No, it's wild. I did think he got. I did think it went off the that uh was it Cairo Santos I, when the angle they showed on the TV. I thought it was close last night. I don't know if you did. did you see that? No. Really? What you- my, from my, my TV, it looked like he had just kind of just kind of just nicked the the bottom of the crossbar, and then they showed the forward, and I'm like, oh, he was fucking close. Huh. Yeah. Right. No. Because yeah. Because yeah. It's, no. It's wild. No. It's wild. Um. And then how can people follow you on social media and keep up with you and see everything you're doing? Awesome. Yeah. Keep up with me, Mr. B. Lloyd on Twitter and uh, Mr. B. Lloyd.com. Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, do appreciate it. Always a pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me on.